Blog Talk Radio. Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tanell, for today, Sunday, September um, 16th. Um, I thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Just want to remind you all that if you have comments or questions for tonight's show, you can give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, the number is 914-803-4399. Uh, we are talking skincare again tonight. Last week, we were joined by makeup artist Sash Mack, um, and if she has time tonight, she will join us um, for tonight. But we are bringing you, again, another conversation um, on skincare. So many things that we didn't get a chance to talk about last week. We're going to talk about some of them um, this week. But right now, um, I'll get ready to turn it over to Denise to let her uh, greet you guys in her own way. Good evening, everyone, and once again, welcome to the show. Um, We're excited about tonight's show once again. We're continuing the conversation, again, as Janice said, on skincare. And so tonight, we want to talk a little bit more about um, skincare ingredients. Um, You know, as you see a bunch of skincare, if you're a skincare junkie or just interested in skincare products for yourself, um, you often see uh, different skincare buzzwords thrown around, um, you know, whatever the hottest uh, ingredient is, um, lately you'll see that. Um, you'll see a bunch of products with that particular ingredient in it. So we want to talk a little bit about ingredients tonight and the importance of um, certain ingredients and, and what skin types they're good for, especially putting the emphasis on um, 
oily skin and putting an emphasis on dry skin tonight. So before I bring you that, I'm going to bring you a little bit of beauty news. And so tonight my beauty news is a little different. Um, I was going to bring it to you all last weekend, and we had a little, a few technical difficulties, and so I wasn't able to prepare it um, the way I wanted to. But I'm bringing it to you tonight, and I think it's so appropriate for um, tonight's show. So tonight, I want to talk a little bit about vitamin C. And I love uh, vitamin C serums. And um, sometimes I'll, I'll get vitamin C serums that are combined with uh, hyaluronic acid, um, you know, but it, it'll, all, it'll, just, it'll always be sometimes a hyaluronic acid serum or a vitamin C serum or combined. And so <clears throat> I love both ingredients for my particular skin and my particular skin type. And so I, I had quite a few uh, vitamin C serums, and um, one of the vitamin C serums, when I discovered that I, I, had, I actually had the product, I opened it up, and, of course, I tried a little bit, and I closed it back tightly, and that was that. But I've had the serum now a little over six months, probably a little bit longer than that. And, of course, I've used some other serums, um, you know, before actually getting to this. So when I finally pulled this particular vitamin C serum out, I opened it up, and I kind of squeezed a little um, the top of it because it's a – it's a dropper, and so I opened it up, and I looked at it, and I thought, hmm, that doesn't look like the vitamin C that I'm used to seeing. And so then, of course, I do what I always do. I smelled it, and I was like, ah, <laughs> I've never smelled vitamin C like that before. And so basically, I used it a couple of times, but I kept thinking, this is weird. Something's not right with this. I know this is not what I'm, you know, how I'm used to seeing uh, the vitamin C serum. And so I did some research, I got online, eventually I got online and I did some research uh, in preparation for last week's show because I knew something wasn't quite right. And so what I found out was um, that no, vitamin C serum doesn't have a smell and also it doesn't really have any particular, it's not any particular color. So it should really be clear, it shouldn't look um, the way mine looked, which was like a like a dark yellow, orangey, almost uh, not quite brown, but it's like if it sits a little longer, it's going to be brown. So what I wanted to bring to you tonight is a little information on um, on your vitamin C and how to um, spot when it's not quite how it should be. And so, hold on, I wanted to read... Okay, I wanted to read a little bit about um, oxidized vitamin C serum, okay? And basically, you should be looking for this in your vitamin C. Hopefully, you won't find it, but you should be looking to make sure your vitamin C serum hasn't oxidized. Um, Because in the oxidation process, um, it's basically where the ascorbic acid is converted into dehydroascorbic acid, which is also called DHAA. And um, this additional degradation in the serum makes it more acidic and therefore can cause skin irritation. So when you see that your vitamin C um, is no longer clear, but it looks more uh, yellow, yellow-orange, orangey-brown, then you know that you need to get rid of it. 
so basically I, I did some research and I found this blog, and I just want to read a little bit um, about oxidized vitamin C serum. Okay, vitamin C is among those ingredients that are extremely beneficial for your skin. Most of the anti-aging products are loaded with this vitamin in large quantities, but not all products are worth your time and investment. Vitamin C does have the ability to resist anti-aging effects. However, not all products work the same way because not all of them have a properly structured formula. Therefore, it is important for you to find a top-quality serum to get the maximum results without any side effects. Okay? So now it's going to go into the process of oxidation. So one of the issues associated with vitamin C is its instability in oxidation traits when in liquid form. Oxidation means the ability of this vitamin can react with the air or other, or other oxidizing agents. So basically, that's what happened with mine. I opened it. I used a little bit. I, um, you know, I put the cap back on, closed it tightly, and it sat for a while. But, uh, you know, I opened it and didn't use it after that. So, okay, the instability can make it a useless product and a waste of time and money. So if you have vitamin C sitting around and you are not ready to use it, don't attempt to try a little bit and then put it away for a few months. If you're going to use it, use it. But don't allow it to sit around for a long period of time. So I, I'm... I guess, I guess I believe that the reason why mine really oxidated probably was more so because of um, the amount of time that I actually had it. So just make sure that if you're going to uh, use vitamin C, that you buy it when you need it. Oxidation is the process where the ascorbic acid is converted into dehydroascorbic acid, which is also called DHAA. DHAA is the natural form of vitamin C and it is automatically converted into ascorbic acid within your body. However, DHAA is also as unstable as the vitamin in its fluid state. Therefore, it is further uh, degraded into products that are not vitamins. This additional degradation used in the serum makes them more acidic and can cause skin irritations. What vitamin C potency is best? Products or serums that have not been properly stored May have, uh, may have degraded vitamin C and could be worthless. The serums that contain 10% or more vitamin C concentration can produce effective results. Hence, the serums that have high concentration can deliver better results, even if some of the vitamins um, is degraded. But using such serums might also cause irritation. So that's what you want to uh, look out for. If some of the vitamins in the product, products have degraded, that it may cause irritation. So you basically use at your own risk. Do these serums have any stabilizers? Different skin product brands are now using derivatives such as sodium inassorable and inassorable palmitate to make oxidized C serums that are stable and non-irritating, plus are strong enough to penetrate the skin and deliver, <clears throat> excuse me, and deliver an ascorbic acid to boost, to boost the formation of collagen. These derivatives make the serum oxidized, which means that it is less irritating and more stable and improves its, its, its effects as well as longevity. However, keep in mind that even the oxidized vitamin C serum will degrade eventually. You will get more time to use the product in the long run. 
is oxidized serum harmful? When you see that your vitamin C serum has turned brown, the first thought that comes to mind is that it has become useless. You should know if oxidized vitamin C is harmful, to, is harmful for your skin. There's not much scientific evidence available about if oxidized serum causes damage, but this doesn't mean you are free to use your brown serum unless it has more, more than 10% vitamin C concentration. Even after some degrading or decaying, the serum will have some potency, but your skin won't get the optimal uh, benefit. So really there's no, if it's listed in your ingredients or if it's listed on the packaging that there's 10% or more, then I would say, yes, go ahead and use it at your own risk still. But if you cannot tell what the percentage of vitamin C is in that product, then I would suggest not using it or somehow if you're able to um, call the brand itself and, and find out how much is in it, then, you know, go from there. But, again, use at your own risk. I just thought this was um, pretty interesting research um, just in time for these series of shows that we're doing on uh, skin care. Have you ever come across anything like that, Janice? Come across. Uh, what was that part? Again, I couldn't hear you. Have you ever come across um, your vitamin C changing colors and actually having an odor? No, not at all. But, of course, I'm going to be looking out for that kind of thing now that you said it. Yes. So definitely check all your products. If you have old products laying around, you know, when, when the packaging says to keep in a cool, dry place, things like that, then you want to make sure you do that. Um, and, again, I would suggest just not having a bunch of skincare products sitting around that you're not going to get to. If you're going to actually, if it's something that you want to use at the moment, then go ahead and buy it and use it. But if it's something that's just going to sit around, I would say either give it away or make sure you plan to use it soon. Or don't open it. And don't open it. For sure. For sure, don't yeah. open it. Don't open it. And, you know, and also, right. you know, there's also questions about whether or not your serum should be refrigerated. And then, you know, this blog also goes on to say that, um, you know, vitamin C serum or any product that has this vitamin as one of its ingredients, so anything with vitamin C in it must be kept in the cold. So when, you, when you're keeping it in your bathroom, you know, and you're thinking, oh, you know, because your temperature changes in your bathroom, you know, it could be cool. It could be warm, depending if you're in the shower or things like that. Um, so your best bet is just to keep it um, keep it in a refrigerator. You see a lot of people on Instagram now, they're buying these little tiny mini fridges and they're keeping their skincare in it. So it may not be a bad idea after all. Right. Exactly. Well, let's take a quick break before we really jump into ingredients. And then I also have... Um, have a topic that I want to talk about. I actually saw an infomercial today, um, and I was like, how perfect, you know, I could bring this up um, on Beauty Talk. So we'll take a quick break, come back, and jump into what we have for tonight. Beauty Talk Radio, hosted by your favorite twin celebrity makeup artist, Janice and Denise Tunnell, is celebrating 10 years, and we simply want to say thank you to all of our guests, our sponsors, and supporters who have taken the journey with us. 
Because of your support, we've been able to bring you conversations, beauty and skincare tips from the industry's finest, and so many more. Sam Fine, Australian makeup artist Ray Morris, James Vincent, V. Neal, Nigeria's own Lola Maja, Kevin James Bennett, Rocky Cosetti, Marietta Carter Narcisse, Tim Bukharin, Mickey Taylor, formerly of Essence Magazine, A.J. Crimson, Michael DeVellis, Suzanne Patterson, Larry Sims, Denisa Myricks, Melissa Street, Michael Key of Makeup Artist Magazine, Camille Friend Rochard, Naja Riquette, Bernadette Thompson, and so many more. We're celebrating 10 years, and we're so excited about what's to come for Beauty Talk Radio. Millions listen live and via iTunes downloads from around the world. So we have to say thank you to our listeners in the U.S., of course, the U.K., Australia, Ghana, Russia, South Africa, Uganda. Brazil, South Korea, Ireland, Canada, Sweden, the Bahamas, and so many other parts of the world. Are you following us on social media? We're on Instagram at beauty underscore talk underscore media. We're also on Twitter at beauty underscore talk. And we can't forget about Facebook, beauty talk online. We're celebrating 10 years. We're excited about where we're going and we know you are too. We are back. Um, <clears throat> I know you had something you wanted to say about ingredients. Did you want to? Did you want to start off? Oh no, I'll I'll let you go ahead uh, with what you wanted to talk about, and then after that, we can get into uh, ingredients a little bit. Oh, okay, cool. So today, um, I was I turned on the TV, and there was this, you know, long extended infomercial, um, and it had the comedian and actress Kim Cole uh, there. She was sitting on the couch talking with, and I cannot remember this lady's name. She herself is, um, she's either, I've seen her on TV several times. She's either an actress or a host or something. But anyway, she is a woman of color. All of the women in the audience that they had there Um, They all were women of color, and when I say women of color, they were black women, they were Asian women, they were Mediterranean women, they were um, Latin women, Um, you know, so it was all women of color. They had uh, a doctor who was a black woman. Um, She was, you know, sitting on the couch with Kim and this host, and... um, she created this skincare, um, the skincare line. And the skincare line is called Specific Beauty, and it's skincare for all women, you know, all women of multi-ethnicities. Um, the whole entire, uh, uh, what do I call it? <laughs> I just went blank. Uh, infomercial. The whole entire infomercial was pretty much about, of course, talking about the product, you know, they have a special sale price on, you know, the, the group of products that they were offering. But it also, and I, didn't, I don't know if I missed any of this or, you know, they were just kind of maybe doing some flashbacks, but all of the women that were sitting in the audience were women that they, you know, they had different skin issues. They tried the, um, this is like a test group, I would assume. They tried the products on these women, and I don't know what the period of time was, 
but they tried the product on these women. The women were sitting in the audience, you know, today, but they showed when the women were, um, I guess, over the period of time where, you know, their skin got better. They did a photo shoot, and they revealed the photos from the photo shoot, like on a specific day, um, the photos were posted up almost like a gallery type of situation. The women walked in the room. I don't even know if they were expecting their photos to be up, but they walked into this room and they saw their photos. And of course, you see a lot of tears. Kind of um, reminded me a little bit of like how Sue Bryce reveals uh, her portraits to you know to women who that she shoots. It kind of reminded me of that um, in some ways, you know, because even with Sue Bryce, when she was shooting a lot of women in portraits, it was really kind of a theme. And and you remember when you and I shot with her, we did the the photos where, you know, we had no makeup. It was just bare skin and, um, you know, just trying to get women to feel beautiful um, about themselves. Well, this infomercial today was really kind of touching because, a lot of these women, because of their severe skin issues and problems, you know, some of them were really had, had a lot of low self-esteem, did not feel beautiful. And then when they came in that room and saw their pictures hanging and saw themselves in a way that they've never seen themselves before, all well, because now their skin has cleared up. The And I said, I said all of that to say, the unique thing about it all is that we, we really don't um, talk much about it, but, you know, you and I talk about skincare all the time. We also, you know, we also talk about makeup for women and men of color all the time. You know, that's kind of like one of our things. But we also, people also talk about how women of color always have issues with finding the right um, makeup to match their skin or, um, you know, the different undertones and things like that. But some people really don't realize the importance of skin, skin of color. You know, there are some unique needs of women with skin of color. And a lot of times we don't talk about that. And I kind of wanted to, um, you know, kind of wanted to mention that and bring that up. You know, like I said, she has a specific product. Never tried this product. Um, again, it's called Specific Beauty. And um, you know, as we know, people of color have has a lot of issues with. Uh, one of their big things is um, uneven skin tone. And so, her claim to fame with some of her products is that you know it addresses you know, those dark spots, um, the discoloration, you know, and helping to restore women of color skin back to, you know, an even um, complexion. So I just kind of wanted to read a little bit quickly um, about melatonin therapy. And pretty much that's what um, I guess they call, she calls this. Um, fighting uneven skin tone with a one, two, three punch with melatonin therapy. And she calls it a a three-phase approach, which provides rapid results and long-term benefits. One, it diminishes the look of dark spots, dullness, and uneven skin tone. 
Um, it exfoliates, um, her second product exfoliates to help even skin tone and texture. And then her third product, it calms and soothes skin while fighting free radical damage to help prevent future discoloration. Um, and that particular product, of course, has um, an SPF in that. But I just wanted to read quickly a little bit more about melatonin therapy. And its skin of color is unique, not just in tone, but in its very makeup. The melanin in our skin is one of the key components that gives us our rich and unique hues and helps maintain a youthful, youthful excuse me, appearance. But it's also highly reactive and responsible for creating dark spots and dark marks at the slightest irritation, whether from a scratch, sun exposure, or acne breakout. Traditional skincare products are simply not designed to meet the unique needs of multi-hued skin, and the limited fading products on the market are taking a one-dimensional approach to treating a multi-dimensional problem. Dr. Heather Woolery Lloyd developed specific beauty with the clinically studied breakthrough melatonin therapy as a comprehensive daily skincare system that meets the unique needs of women with skin of color. Each product in her multifaceted skin care system is infused with botanical brighteners, a synergistic blend of exfoliators and skin calming agents to help reduce the appearance of dark, spot, of dark marks, brighten and even skin tone, and calm and help, and help protect the skin from future discoloration for noticeably brighter, smoother, and more radiant skin. Now, with that being said, one of the things that I picked up on in this that I definitely um, agree with is that um, after watching that, um, you know, that I keep falling blank on this, but after watching that um, infomercial and then just reading this, it is so true, you know, about some of the products um, on the market today. You know, they're not, they may not specifically meet the specific needs um, for um, women with skin of color. Now, one of the things I I thought about was if you are a woman of color with what you what we would call, you know, pretty good skin, no main issues. You're not trying to um, you're not trying to cover up marks and scars and you know discoloration with makeup. Um, someone who just has a nice even complexion what's out there on the market is fine and it's great. And I'm not saying that there aren't other products out on the market that address skin of color, um, but the particular things that she mentions um, in this infomercial and right here online information that I'm reading to you now definitely points out the issues that people of color um, speak about. And as a black woman, I can definitely say that black people, you know, often have issues with, you know, dark marks from scars. You know, you get a scratch or something, it leaves a mark. You have a, I've known people to um, just have a pimple. And you know how people are pimple poppers you know, popping pimples and, and, and playing with it. And next thing you know, there's a scar. And then next thing you know, it keloids. 
and then you have this on your face, you know, these things on your face all because you are were a pimple popper. Um, but that's something that happens with some black skin. And I'm not saying that it ha- it's only with black skin, but I'm just pointing out what I know um, for sure. And I think, you know, with this particular with this particular uh, product being very specific in addressing those specific needs. And I know the women that I saw today, you know, they showed some before and afters. And a lot of the women that they showed had really um, very um, uneven skin, blotchy. Um, some of the one of the one of the women, uh, and I'm trying to think. She was, um, I don't know if she was the, yeah, I think she was the Mediterranean woman. She had spots all over, um, you know, big patches of, you know, like a small, a a patch, you know, of discoloration, like maybe at the top of her forehead and then spots just all over her face. But after using the products, you could see, and like this is one of the things that this product is known for, to diminish the look of dark spots. I mean, those dark spots were definitely going away. Um, A lot of times you don't see on the market skincare specifically um, created to do so. You you know, you always see um, like your fade creams or different things like that to basically target just the dark spots where, you know, this particular uh, formula that she's put together, it, you, you know, you find it in her clean, in the cleanser. You know, you find it pretty much throughout all of, all of her products, which is, which is a good thing is because it's just not stopping just at your daily cleansing. Um, what do you think about skin of color and, and some of the things that I've said? Do you think it's... Um, I mean, we all know it's it's something, like I said, you don't hear people talk about it too much, and that's what really got me thinking about it when I saw that infomercial. It's like, okay, you know what? We talk more about makeup for skin of color than we do skincare, like targeting just skin issues that people of color, whether they're Asian, whether they're Latin, whether they're black, whether they're, you know, African-American or just african you know, or from Brazil or, or wherever, you know, um, we talk more about makeup and the lack of options and that kind of thing and not specifically skincare. What's your take on just, you know, skin of color and the issues that, that women of color have or people of color have? Well, I, I think I'm definitely going to, you know, when I do classes on makeup for men or women of color, I'm definitely going to um, – include a portion on uh, skincare before I even get into um, actual makeup because I think I I always uh, stress how important it is to treat the skin before applying makeup. So I think definitely if my, you know, if I'm going to be talking and teaching about um, makeup for men and women of color, then I definitely need to speak about uh, the skin for men and women of color just a little bit more in detail because I think um, that will determine how we apply makeup. You know, when you have skin um, of color that's oily or um, 
you know, that has breakout. You know, we're always thinking about what we can use, like which products are best for covering the breakout, you know, which products are heavier, which products are long-lasting. When you think about, um, you know, dark spots, you know, then you you definitely want something that's a full coverage product that's going to cover dark spots. But, again, when you're talking about oily skin, you also want something that's going to mat out the skin a little bit. So I think we need to definitely talk about more um, products specifically for um, skin of color and, and different skin conditions as, so that we can, you know, figure out which products, which makeup products work best with some of the skin care. You know, you don't want to um, use skin care on, on someone's face and then, you know, you're having to still work even harder to, to cover the imperfections. You know, you definitely want to um, be able to educate your clients, whether it's an actor, uh, whether it's a model, whether it's just an everyday woman. You know, when you're doing their makeup, you definitely want to also be able to educate them on how to treat their skin and with what products. And people are always wondering, you know, well, what should I use to, to wash my face? What should I use to, you know, but you have to understand their skin and you have to understand what's going on with their skin to be able to recommend the proper and necessary products for them. So um, I think just having that little push for skin of color is definitely going to, I think, elevate um, my classes now and and what I teach, and I think it's going to definitely um, really just, you know, just be, I think it's going to be major in, in really discussing um, the whole thing about makeup, you know what I mean? Because it's just going to add that extra boost by including including that skincare and, and understanding um, the needs of the skin of color, like you mentioned earlier, um, understanding what that skin needs. So that kind of brings me to um, a little bit about uh, what I wanted to talk about with the ingredients because a lot of people, especially people with oily skin, um, most people with oily skin, um, acneic skin, you're going to notice that they have large pores, it's like, you know, mainly in that, um, in the areas of, like, their nose, the size of their nose and into their cheek area, you're going to notice, like, very large pores. Um, of course, another indication of uh, acneic skin and oily skin is the oil, um, also the breakout, um, also the dark spots, you know, the dark spots from the breakouts. So even sometimes when um, when you break out and you don't necessarily um, you don't necessarily do anything to the breakout. You know, some people like to try to you know take things into their own hands and they start squeezing and pinching and doing things and they're actually bruising the skin and so therefore you're causing some of that um, hyperpigmentation. So even sometimes when you don't touch it at all and you just continue to cleanse and all that, you know, the breakout will go away, but sometimes it still leaves a dark spot. So just understanding which products you need to be using to kind of get rid of that, to shed that skin, to shed that old skin, those old cells, so that it can bring forth the new skin. You know what I mean? So so some of the uh, mm-hmm. products that I want to speak about a little bit in that matter is um, um, basically some of your alpha hydroxy acids. 
you know, when you're when you have oily skin and acneic skin, alpha hydroxy acids are going to be your best friend. One, it's gonna um, it's gonna help with <clears throat> um, drying out some of that breakout. Then it's gonna help you know you shed shed that old skin. It's gonna help you produce that new skin, bring that new skin forward. Um, and definitely it's going to get, as it's shedding that old skin, it's going to get rid of the discoloration, and it's going to even out that skin tone. So alpha hydroxy acid, some people, you know, they don't know. They may hear it, you know, all the time, AHAs, alpha hydroxy acids. You may hear it being thrown around in, in skincare, but they are actually uh, fruit acids, uh, fruit acids and, you know, milk acids, um, you have your um, glycolics, uh, your glycolic acid. Um, you have your lactic acid. That's part. That's one of the fruit acids. Your lactic acid. Um, but these, like I said, will definitely shed those dark spots. So if you're going to be, um, so if you're going to use products that have alpha hydroxy acids in it, even if you have using uh, products that have beta hydroxy acids. You definitely want to use a sunscreen. So, you know, sometimes people of color, we don't want to use sunscreens, but you definitely have to use a sunscreen because these AHAs will make your skin a little, little, more, sens- a little more sensitive to the sun. So we definitely want to make sure um, we're covering ourselves there. And then also it's like when you, your, your alpha hydroxy acids are going to um, fade those dark spots. So if you want to totally get rid of those dark spots, you have to protect your skin from the sun because if you don't, the sun's just going to do nothing but reverse exactly what the AHAs are trying to do. So that's why it's definitely so important to make sure you're using um, a sunscreen. Now, some examples of um, like the fruit acids and where some of the AHAs come, you know, come from, like some certain fruits that AHAs come from, you can find um, AHA's fruit acids in papaya, lemons, grapefruit, some of the things that we eat, you know, often or every day. Um, also pineapple, um, tomato. So sometimes you'll see people who, uh, especially on Instagram, you see it a lot, people who will use certain foods and they'll, they'll create masks and they'll apply it to their face. You know, you'll see people doing turmeric facials and, and or turmeric mask and things like that, or um, using tomato on their face. So you can actually do just that. You can, um, you know, you can use the juice from from the or just the, the pulp also from like the lemons or the grapefruits, and just kind of massage it onto your face and let it stay on your face anywhere from I would say anywhere from ten to thirty minutes, depending on your level of sensitivity. Um, if you feel that it's starting to tingle um, a little bit, you should, you should be okay. But if you really feel that it's starting to tingle a lot, then that's probably time for you to take it off. So I wouldn't suggest doing it more than 30 minutes. Somebody like me, I can probably handle it for 30 minutes. But if you're very sensitive, I would say no longer than about 10 to 15 minutes. But, again, you can take, you know, s- simple things like pineapple, tomato, papaya, Lemons and grapefruits. Now, lemons and grapefruits, they're probably the strongest um, of the alpha-hydroxy acids. But also on the milk acid side, which is more like a lactic acid, um, you can use yogurt. 
yogurt. You've seen people putting milk on their face, things like that. But you can use actually, you can use yogurt and get the lactic the lactic acid from yogurt um, can help to benefit your skin as well. Um, so the, of course, again, the lactic acid um, treats as well as glycolic and salicylic treats hyperpigmentation, age spots. Um, you know, like if you have dull, uneven, uh, a dull, uneven complexion, it works wonders. So if, you're, if you fall into that category, um, you definitely want to look for products that have lactic acid, um, glycolic acid, uh, salicylic acid, definitely help with those breakouts. Um, lactic acid is a little bit milder than a glycolic acid. Um, but, again, all of this is safe to apply on your skin because, again, it's coming from fruit. It's coming from milk. So it's safe to, if those things are safe to put in your body, then it's safe to put them on your body. That's right. Um, so, I mean, I know I kind of went from answering your question into right into these ingredients, but I think um, it's important to talk about that. It's, again, especially if you're, if you're sitting there and your platform is people of color, so you know this is a this is a big subject right here. Just you know, dark spots, uneven complexions. Um, you hear it all the time. You know, large pores. And you just I mean you said it before. This is not just coming from black women or from you know um, you know it's, it's Asian women, it's Latino women, you know it's it's East Indian women. You, you hear it from a little bit of everybody. So we all kind of suffer. Um, with that, and I think that was a a great article that you read earlier, right? And I I just had a couple of lists that I found online. Um, you know, best ingredients for your skin, best anti aging creams, what ingredients should not be in face wash. Yeah, you know, I just wanted to kind of go over some of these things because <clears throat> some of this may apply to you, and some may not. <laughs> you know. Um, a lot of times we talk about natural skin care and um, we want to avoid certain things. Well, first, before I continue, let me just just give you a list of um, what is known as toxic skin care ingredients that we need to avoid. And so, um, of course, at the top of the list is parabens. And parabens, they say, are a whole family of chemicals that help preserve shelf life of products. And then, you know, you have your, a lot of these things you can't even pronounce, but at the end of them, it's, it says parabens, ethyl parabens, you know, uh, metal parabens. Anything that has paraben at the end of it, they're saying that you need to avoid. You know, it helps to preserve shelf life of products. Um, fragrance, sodium lauryl sulfate, or SLS. Um, or sodium laureth sulfate, S-L-E-S, um, BHA and BHT, lead, formaldehyde. These are some things um, um, you should avoid, as well as retinol palmitate and retinol, a.k.a. vitamin A. These mm-hmm. are some ingredients they're saying you should avoid these are toxic um, ingredients that's found in your skincare. Now, speaking of that, a lot of times when people see those type of ingredients in their skincare, 
They tend to want to purchase, you know, like all natural ingredients. Um, you know, oh, I've seen so many different words and terms. Um, it's almost like the same stuff that they're putting on labels they're putting on food packaging. You know, it's vegan. Um, it's it's gluten free. You know, um, <laughs> it's it's kind of funny, but to see some of those labels on skincare, but. Bottom line is a lot of people want natural skincare because they want to stay away from a lot of harmful and toxic ingredients. Well, we talked last week to makeup artist Sag Mac. You know, we talked a lot to her about skincare routines and her skincare blog and and her own skin um, issues and how she uh, you know handle it handled her issues. You know, she had been dealing with this acne and problems with her skin for years before she actually found out what it really was, and she said that, you know, she told us what she was allergic to, but she also even said that she's allergic to some ingredients found in natural skincare. So that's the reason why I wanted to kind of go over some of these lists and, like, list some of the things that's being said because, you know, like I said, it may not apply to you and it may apply to you. And it also just shows that, you know, people make a big deal about natural and they, you know, want to say, you know, some companies want to push, you know, they are a natural uh, product line and we should be using natural products because of all the toxic ingredients. But sometimes some people, you have these rare cases when, and maybe it's not as rare as I'm thinking, you know. I thought that was kind of rare when I heard that from Sajid. I never heard anybody say they couldn't use or they were um, allergic to certain natural ingredients that were in natural products. But natural is not necessarily for everyone. So we have to um, just kind of really know what's in our products, whether it's natural or not. Like I said, I just, <clears throat> excuse me, just read the list of some toxic ingredients um, to avoid. For me, I like to avoid um, the parabens. I like to use paraben-free products. Okay. So I guess this is, it would probably be very similar to what I just talked about with the toxic skin care. But, you know, there's a list that says which ingredients are bad for skin. So we pretty much you know, said the sodium laurel sulfate, the BHA. Then I also said parabens. Um, but then there's also petroleum distillates. Dist yeah, distillates. Um, excuse me for the pronunciation of some of these. Um, retinoic acid and retinol. Um, where is it? I'm trying to see, find some things that I didn't mention already. Triclosan and triclocarbon, never heard of that, um, along with the other things that I've said already, are some other additional ingredients to avoid um, in, in makeup and skincare products. Um, what ingredients should we look for in skincare products? So that's a good question. These are We just said the things that we should avoid, but what should we look for in skincare? Um, and you just mentioned a lot of them. Uh, you talked about the hyaluronic acid, um, kojic acid, hydroquinone, 
beta-hydroxy acid, which is salicylic acid, um, the AHAs, which is the alpha-hydroxy acid, um, pretty much all of those things that you mentioned are, are ingredients that we should look for um, in our skincare products. There's a list that says which ingredients should not be in face wash. Um, and the list also says that there, you know, you can't go through all these harmful chemicals that's out there. But here are some um, some ingredients that you should highly avoid. And again, parabens is at the top of the list. Fragrance, synthetic colors, uh, triclosan, which I just mentioned above. Um, then you have the sodium lauryl sulfate, the SLS, and the sodium laureth sulfate, the SLES, formaldehyde, and Tulane. So pretty much all of these lists that are saying what's toxic, what you shouldn't have in this product, what you shouldn't have in that product, they're pretty much all the same. They're all the same harmful. When you list harmful ingredients, then you should be looking to make sure that they're not in any of your products, whether it's a face wash, whether it's a moisturizer, whether it's whatever. Those are, those are the things that you should be avoiding, trying to avoid. Um, great question here. Do skincare products absorb into the bloodstream? Okay, so I'm going to read the response to that question. Penetration is when a chemical makes it into the deeper layers of the skin, while absorption is when the chemical actually makes it into the bloodstream. Most chemicals, even if they can penetrate to the deepest levels of the skin, are too big to be absorbed directly into the bloodstream. So there you go. What do you think about that? Um, let me read that again. So some people are asking, do skin products absorb into the bloodstream? So penetration is when a chemical makes it into the deeper layers of the skin, while absorption is when the chemical actually makes it into the bloodstream. Most chemicals, even if they can penetrate to the deepest levels of the skin, are too big to be absorbed directly into the bloodstream. What do you, what do you guys um what do you guys think about that? And we have Sag Mac on the line with us as well. I mean, I think, I think, um, you know, I think, I think some chemicals are getting into the bloodstream, and this is why, you know, people are trying to stay away from certain ingredients in their products because they're afraid of cancer and and things like that. So yeah, I think it, I think um, definitely. Now, this response is, is saying that, you know, most chemicals are too big to be absorbed, too large to be absorbed into the, into the bloodstream. But well, I mean, if you go, if you, if you, I mean, if you go by that, then it's not. But, you know, if you go by what's, you know, if you go by what people are saying and what they're afraid of, then it's a possibility. What do you think about that, Sad? Hi, ladies. Um, what was the beginning of the initial question? Was it just, you know, is it true that ingredients get into the bloodstream or not? Is that what 
Your yeah, question one, was? One person was, yeah, I, uh, one person was asking, do skin products absorb into the bloodstream? Mm-hmm. And I was reading a and I was reading a response that I found online. Uh-huh. And the re- the response said penetration is when a chemical makes it into the deeper layers of the skin, while absorption uh-huh. is when the chemical actually makes it into the bloodstream. Most chemicals, even if they can penetrate to the deepest levels of the skin, are too big to be absorbed directly into the bloodstream. Right. So I was just wondering what you thought. Well, for my perspective, um, and, you know, being pregnant right now, I had to cut out certain ingredients in my skincare because they do go systemic. Um, for me, I guess my basic explanation, both from my esthetician and from dermatologist, has been certain ingredients, will go through all of the layers of the skin and then it will get through into your system. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there are other ingredients that just sort of sit within the first surface layer of the skin. So they're not deeply penetrating. So, you know, it seems like the answer that you did find online is correct in a way because some some ingredients, some chemicals, so to speak, but you know, ingredients do go really deep. Things like chemical peels, um, things like retin A, retinol, vitamin A's. Um, you know, you absolutely can't use those while pregnant or breastfeeding because they do go into the system. They can get into um, even breast milk and stuff like that. So um, it's definitely something to to look into and I think maybe research deeper, you know, if it's something that's mm-hmm. really concerning to you. But again, it, it depends on the ingredient because some ingredients are made to go really deep and some mm-hmm. aren't. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Was that that another, I was talking. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. You can go ahead and finish. No, I was just, uh, no, you go ahead. I was kind of going on to another area, but you can finish. Oh, okay. Sandra, we were talking earlier about um, just some in- ingredients that, you should probably look for um, in skincare products if you have oily skin, acneic skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so I was talking a little bit about um, AHAs, alpha hydroxy acids, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, like lactic acid is really good. <clears throat> it's a little yeah. little milder than a glycolic acid and how, you know, mm-hmm. it helps to treat hyperpigmentation, age spots, you know, dull, mm-hmm. uneven complexions, things like that. And I know, you know, you've uh, been experiencing um, acne and things like that. What are some of the products that um, you used um, in some of your, like, uh, cleansers and and things like that to to treat your skin? Um, So I've mostly been focusing on AHAs, 
Um, mm-hmm. And that, again, is because the AHAs are, you know, milder. They do tend to stay within, you know, that first surface layer. They don't go deep like the BHAs, like salicylic and stuff right. like that. Um, so um, in terms of what I've been using pregnancy safe-wise, definitely AHAs, um, still a low percentage of glycolic. Um, I try mm-hmm. not to use anything higher than like 8%. Mm-hmm. Um, lactic acid is definitely a favorite of mine. Um, and what I found that my skin also likes is um, niacinamide. I might be saying that wrong. Um, but that has been very healing um, for breakouts and for helping with pigmentation um, and scarring from, you know, the breakouts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an ingredient... Azaleic acid or azulac? I've heard it pronounced both ways. Um, that's a new ingredient to me, and it's something that I've been researching and something that I'm hoping to try. Um, I still need a medical confirmation on if it's safe for me to start right now. Um, I've seen some people say yes, it's safe for pregnancy. Some people say no. Um, and it is prescription. Um, so I think you can still get it in, like, a few cosmetic products in terms of skincare products from, like, Sephora, Ulta. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, that would be a pretty low percentage. But um, so that that's something that I'm excited about. It's supposed nope. to be. What is it called again? Azulac or azaleic acid. How do you spell it? A. Let me see if I can pull it up really quickly. A Z E L A I C acid. And it is said to be. Oh, I got you. It is said to be an A H A. Um. But. Because it it does work a little bit stronger, for lack of a better word. I think that's where the 50-50 of it being safe and not being safe um, comes from. Because although it's an AHA, it almost sort of works as a, a BHA and, and goes a little bit deeper. Um so, but, you know, it's said to be really amazing for acne and pigmentation and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm definitely looking into it. Um, it definitely says no known risk for pregnancy. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a new one on my list. <laughs> yeah. Um so ingredient-wise, yeah, definitely a glycolic, a lactic, um, niacinamide. Um, vitamin C is also great. I was successful with using vitamin C um, mm-hmm. throughout my last pregnancy. But personally, I seem to have developed a sensitivity to um, 
ascorbic acid, ascorbic acid. So uh-huh. I am strongest and also most unstable form of vitamin C that you can get. Um, so I'm currently trying a few different variations of vitamin C for more sensitive skin to see how, you know, how that works um, for my skin at the moment. Now, earlier in my beauty news, <laughs> I was talking about um, um, vitamin C, mm-hmm. the oxidized, because I had I had a um, actually I had a, a vitamin C serum from Mario Badescu, and and uh-huh. I've had it a while, and I um, you know I opened it up one day, and I and I you know I just tried a little bit, and I closed it back, and I hadn't used it. Well, I hadn't picked it up in like months, right? So I finally go back to it and I open it up and I pull it out and I look in the dropper and I was like, huh, this looks a little like kind of yellowy, orangey brown, right? Yeah. And so yeah. I and I smell it and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, it doesn't smell right. But I used it. I used it twice. But I kept mm-hmm. thinking this is not right. So I researched it and I found out that it, I can still use it, but it may cause skin irritations right. or um, it may not be as effective. And so I just kind of went through this whole blog post that I read and just read a little bit about a little of that blog post, just talking about, um, you know, vitamin C and, and, and how to store it. Because sometimes, you know, we can keep things in our bathrooms sometimes and not right. realize that the temperature the temperature fluctuates in our bathrooms. You know, the temperature changes, so we have to make sure we're keeping it consistent and it's in a cool place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why, um, you know, if, if you do follow my blog, you see sometimes a lot of my stuff goes missing, and that's because I have to keep – I don't keep it in um, my bathroom because of that. The most that I keep in my bathroom are cleansers. And then mm-hmm. all of the other treatments and serums and moisturizers and stuff I keep in my room itself um, in a little special area that my daughter likes to visit to shop in. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, vitamin C, it's, it's great, but it's, it's so unstable, especially, you know, the L-ascorbic acid. Um, I had a serum once that, you know, that went bad within like three weeks, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, according to the research that I've done, essentially what happens is um, when you use it, when it goes off, it does the opposite of what it was doing. Um, mm-hmm. So if it was blocking free radicals, it's it's then turning into a, a free radical itself on your skin. Um, so I've, I've definitely never used one that's gone, um, expired. Um, and also what happens, you know, and something to be mindful of, a lot of brands dye their vitamin C products because of that. Mm-hmm. So they make it orange. So you're thinking, oh, citrus. So it's orange, you know, when really it's the right. tide when it goes off, you know, um, mm-hmm. because really your vitamin C serum should be 
like Claire to the, the lightest, yeah. lightest, barely yellow tint. Yeah. Know? Yep. Yeah, but they but they do have other um, forms of vitamin C that um, are said to be effective, um, but they're not as strong and not as fast working as as the ascorbic acid. Right. Yeah. So let me ask you, um, what do you use for moisture? Because we always talk about especially like with oily skin, uh, combination skin, things like that. We always talk about cleansers and exfoliants and things like that. Right. But sometimes we don't, we don't talk about moisture and moisturizers. And how do, you, how, do you, you know, how do you moisturize oily or combination skin? We never really get into that so much. But what have, what have you tried that you found mm-hmm. works well for you? Um, well, I find the lighter creams, um, creams that are gel-like in texture, are really mm-hmm. great um, for oily skin. Um, my favorite right now is um, the Tato Water Cream. Um, yeah, a lot of brands, about to mention that. Yeah, a lot of brands are doing water creams now. Um, those are always a great option for oily skin. Um, you know, the funny thing is, we do try to, I mean, I never did that. I always loved my oil. I, to me, it was, I just, I like the reflections, the reflective. I don't even blot myself. Um, but I do know most people try to strip the skin. They want it matte, you know, and I, I try, even with clients, I try to explain to them, listen, when you die, your skin is going to be matte. Let's let's keep it alive. Let's Let's keep it looking you know, like it has life in it. Um, so all of the, most of the products geared towards oily skin, I, I don't, I truly don't even use them. They tend to be very, um, especially if it says acne prone also, they tend to be very harsh and very stripping. Um, and then that's just going to cause even more oil production to happen because you're really traumatizing right. the and the skin is going to think, oh, something's wrong. We need more oil. Right. You know, there we go. Right. We need more. You know, so, um, you know, if you just embrace it and just treat it with, you know, really nice, light, hydrating layers, again, like a type of gel moisturizer, because you don't want to do something heavy, you know, with like a shea butter, um, right. butter stuff like that. Um Another thing, too, is oil on oily skin is also amazing. Yes, Again, it is. <laughs> you don't want to do, like, a coconut oil. You know, you don't want to do, like, those heavy oils, but a really mm-hmm. light dry oil layered mm-hmm. underneath, like, a moisturizer is amazing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it won't cause congestion. It shouldn't cause any you know, any breakouts, um, and it would keep your skin balanced. So you will still be shiny because oily skin is going to be oily skin. Right. You know, but, um, but you don't want to dehydrate it and then cause right. even friction because that's when you get into the area of breaking out, blackheads, 
you know, congestion, right. texture, you know, under the surface bumps, things like that. Right. Right. And th- speaking of like the water creams and with Tatcha, I remember um, some years ago, and I know it, it, it's been around before I've even heard of Tatcha, and I've and I've known about them for quite a few years. But mm-hmm. Graftobian, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um, Graftobian has um, this moisturizer, mm-hmm. and it's it's the uh, Oxyderm moisturizer. I remember the first time I used that, I felt like I was putting creamy water on my face. Like it felt so good. It felt so nice. And I thought this would be perfect for oily skin. Mm -hmm. It it wasn't heavy at all. Um, It was, it had a, you know, it had a great texture, a great feel to it. And it was, it was, you know, it was, it was what my skin needed, especially in the summertime. Now, my yeah. skin is more so more so on the normal side, but of course in the summer, you know, it, it can yeah. produce a little bit of oil, not much. It doesn't produce much, but it produces a little bit of oil. And then, of mm-hmm. course, in the wintertime, it goes more to uh, being dry. Um, but it was, it was the perfect moisturizer, I thought, um, for oily skin or if, if, or if you were just trying to use something that's much lighter in the summertime. Mm-hmm. I, I, it felt good. So of course now we're, we're you know now Tatcha has a water cream and, and other other brands are producing um, things like that uh, moisturizers like that. So those are are great options for even even in the winter time if if you really truly produce a lot of oil, it's probably something that you could use all year long. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know the the whole water cream thing. Actually, it's sort of stemming from um, like the K Beauty, J Beauty. Their yeah. their belief and basis on skincare is plumpy, shiny, hydrated, yes. dripping mm-hmm. in moisture. Ten layers of hydration skincare. Um, and, so, and I'm all for it. <laughs> absolutely, it's amazing. You know. Um, Dripping in hydration, I love it. <laughs> like, can we just do this every day? It's like six to ten layers, and they're all very light layers because it's it's so many layers. But mm-hmm. but every layer has a hydrating element, even if there's like a little um, something. They might have like a little peeling, exfoliating thing. It's still uh-huh. more hydration than anything else. So. Um, with the you know with K Beauty and J Beauty becoming mainstream um, over here in the West for us, it you know it seems like oh all of these new things are you know are coming out now oh water creams everywhere um, you know when it's something that has just been around. Um, I have friends that have been using um, Asian Asian skincare for years and years and years and they're like yeah you know we've been using water cream since like 1992 you know um Mm -hmm. so it's it's definitely interesting to see the the change in skincare trends and the influence that happens from other cultures and textures and ingredients and technologies and stuff like that yeah absolutely 
Absolutely. Well, we have come to the end of our show. We thank you for uh, calling in and being able to get on for a few minutes. Uh, we definitely I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was good. It was good. I think our our beauty news <laughs> took up probably about fifteen to twenty minutes in the beginning of the show. So. Um, but it was good. We were able to, to um, really get in and talk about some um, really important ingredients. And I think um, for those of you, because I mentioned earlier, um, like drier skin tones. And so for those of you who are experiencing drier skin tones and, you know, and you're looking uh, to exfoliate or needing products to exfoliate, again, those alpha hydroxy acids um, will be more suitable for your skin type as opposed to a beta hydroxy. Um, yeah. So I would, I would, you know, I would definitely try to find uh, products with alpha hydroxy acids to definitely um, shed that layer of, of dry, flaky skin. And again, mm-hmm. if you're if you're oily, you can go either <laughs> um, so, um, alpha hydroxy, beta hydroxy. And for those people mm-hmm. who also, you know, when they're thinking about um, if I have um, Combination skin, what should I do? I've got oily areas, I've got dry areas. Well, then maybe you do a combination of both. Maybe in the dry areas you can do your alpha hydroxy acids, and then in the oily areas you can do something that's a little stronger and will go a little deeper with the, um, with the beta hydroxy acids. Yeah. So that's my suggestion. Yeah, or if you but have it, the type of skin like mine, then you just put one thing everywhere <laughs> because even though yeah, exactly. it, it's not just it's not just in one little spot. It's it's combined everywhere. So Yeah. Um well, I might treat the oily skin one night and then the dehydrated skin another night and um because mm-hmm. I'm using oil oily skin friendly product for yeah, um absolutely. portion. You know, for sure. So it's not even that big of a crisis. Yeah. And I just think I just think whatever your skin issue is, you just you know do something. You know find out what you know the 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 what the best ingredients are. If you don't know, you know maybe maybe try going to a um, to get a facial, and you know yeah. not being afraid to spend the money and and finding out. But I definitely would suggest you know trying a facial first. You know taking the time yeah. to to sit with an esthetician. And have them suggest products. Don't be afraid of them suggesting products and trying to get you to buy products because sometimes you just may need to try them. And it doesn't mean right. that you have to, when you're finished with that product, you have to go buy more of that. But now you know the ingredients you should be looking for. You can find products anywhere. You know, exactly. as long as you know which ingredients you need for your skin, then you can find them anywhere. But just do something and work at it. It's not going to be perfect all the time, but you have to work at it. Yeah. And in the end, you know, it's it's really rewarding to to see, you know, the changes. It, it's not always going to be fast and quick. But um, right. after a few months, you might you know, see on your Facebook memories, you see a picture and you think, huh. Absolutely. That's looking really amazing right now in comparison to yep. – a few months ago and stuff like that. So it's it's really rewarding to see, um, you know, the the results of of um of something that you dedicated yourself to. Absolutely, absolutely. 
and I have to be careful of um, not drying out my my skin because, <laughs> like I said, it's pretty normal. But the older I get, it, it gets a little drier. And I still, mm-hmm. from time to time, I love to use a good, you know, glycolic facial pad and exfoliate mm-hmm. a little bit here and there. But you know, I try not to go overboard. But then, you know, on the flip side of that, I'm always using oils. You know. Anything that's going to yeah. hydrate, you know, anything that's going to make me drip in hydration, I'd love to use right. it and pile it on. So you can never, at least my skin type, you, I can never have enough hydration, ever. Right, right. I feel like all skin types, I feel like all skin types, um, you know, can can never have enough hydration, to be honest. Never. Yeah, even oil. Never. Never. It's. I love to put, I love to make sure like when I have clients or you know or you're working on a film or a television show and I have actors who break out mm-hmm. I always tell them you have to keep these breakouts moisturized you know yeah. you have to hydrate it so I, yeah. I tell them that and people look at me like what but I have oily yeah. skin I'm breaking out and you're telling me to put you know moisture on it yes yeah absolutely yeah. Absolutely. We all need moisture, so it's a good point. I had a client one time fight, like, almost got out of her chair to fight me. She didn't want moisturizer anywhere (laughs) near her skin. I was like, are you sure? She was about to throw down. And and it was was so part. It was so part. Mm. It was, like, so sad. You know, I mean, I snuck some in, in the in the foundation I mixed it in mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. she was that was something that was going to break her out and I understand because I also personally have issues to certain ingredients um so you know I'm like it you know it might it might break me out but it's not that I'm against the moisturizers you know like mm-hmm. and it was just a day you're going to wash your face off it'll be fine you know but right. she was like there will be no moisturizer today. I'm just like, oh, you, you, wow. you, you're showing an age that you're not even at, you know. Wow, so, wow. <laughs> that's okay. I've never worked with her again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but that was, you know, that's a, that that's another good. reason why I try to use a, I use I try to use a lot of serums and just try yeah. to sneak you know a little moisture in that way sometimes. Because people do, they get, they're afraid. But like, if, if they have oily skin or they break out, they think that it's gonna gonna add to that, and it's really yeah. only going to help it. Yeah. Because sometimes the make the makeup is not even going to to look right if you don't. Yeah. Like, if you're that dehydrated, like you need this. Like, you need it. Your skin will drink it up. You need it. So she was having nothing, but um, but did request milk of of magnesia. Um, of course, to dry it out even more. Which about, which about half of my lifespan, because I was like, oh, well, that explains what's going on. A lot. On. <laughs> 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 I know oh, my God. Stories from working and stuff, yes. but that was a special day. Yes. That was a very special day. 
Yeah, that's a that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. But once again, we we thank you for coming on tonight and and joining us. Um, actually, the the show went on a little longer than I expected, but that's great. That's great. Hopefully, there's some good information out there that people can use and um, definitely. Um, listen back at this show to get the information that they need that will help them out with their skin. So once again, thank you so much, Sag, for joining us these past two weeks. We appreciate Thanks. having you and look Thanks forward for to having you back one day. Yes. <laughs> so definitely, um, if you want to shout out your um, social media or any other information that you may have that you want people to know about, then take the time right now to do that. All right. Um, thanks, guys, for tuning in um, for our last little 15 minutes together. Um, on Instagram, you can find me on my skincare blog at Skincare with Sage, and for my um, professional makeup page, I'm at Makeup by Sage. And it's the same on Facebook, Makeup by Sage and Skincare with Sage. Great. Nice. And then you can you can find us on uh you can find Beauty Talk on Facebook with Beauty Talk Online Radio. And on um Twitter we are Beauty Talk underscore um oh God, what are we? <laughs> I'm sorry. We are Beauty underscore beauty. talk and then and then on Instagram, we're beauty underscore talk underscore media. Did All I get right. that right? And then you can, yep, got that right. And then you can find me on all social media outlets under my name, Janice Tunnell, and I spell it J-A-N-I-C-E and the last name T-U-N-N-E-L-L. And you can find Denise on all social media outlets um, she's at Denise Tanel. So again, thank you, Saj, for for joining us. Um, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Uh, we'll be back next week on our um, <clears throat> for our final uh, <clears throat> final show um, on this three part series on skincare, and we're bringing in two natural um, skincare beauty line owners on the show to talk about their product brands. So you don't want to miss that. Tune in next week, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please tell a friend and join us. Um, and you can also go back and listen to the playbacks. Um, you can also catch this on iTunes. Um, we're, we're going to start posting um, on our Beauty Talk um, Instagram page. We're going to post where you can um, hear the show, the different outlets that How's our show? So we'll post that out so you guys can find um, where we are. But with that being and said, I just wanna, thank you guys for tuning in. I just want to give a quick shout out to um, some of our listeners from this past week. Of course, some of our listeners in the U.S. and then of course the U.K. and Australia and Canada as well. But we have um, some new listeners from Ecuador, so I just wanted to shout them out and say thank you all for uh, tuning in and listening to Beauty Talk. All right, so thank you guys. Um, have a wonderful, wonderful night, and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.
How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about FriendsBeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At FriendsBeauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our friends discount program and shop with us today at friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818-691-1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today.